Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Focus Seacast. I'm your host Focus and today I'm talking to Kitchen Hawk of Kitchen Hawk Genetics about growing cannabis as well as some of the varieties he's bred such as Bob Tang. Without further delay, here's Kitchen Hawk. So what's up Kitchen Hawk? Hey, how's it going man? Um, Good to be here. Yeah, so I thought I'd start out with um, telling everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got into growing. Yeah, uh, so I actually, uh, first I started, I've been smoking for a long time, uh, younger than I definitely want my, my kids. I started at 11. Um, I had an older brother and his friends, and uh, they were 13, so they were young too. I don't know who the hell was selling the 13-year-olds, but anyway, <laughs> that's kind of what happens with uh, prohibition. I actually feel like regulation might kind of keep this stuff you know, keep it better on the up and up and keep it out of an 11 year old's hands. But anyway, that's another story. Not complaining. Um, so yeah, I started smoking at 11 and I instantly just fell in love with it. Um, was probably like an everyday smoker by 13, (laughs) you know, I like, uh, relieving stress at school. I never really liked school. Um, I don't know. It always felt like prison to me. And it was probably around 13. I really popped my first beans. Um, you know, didn't know what the hell I was doing. Was just pulling seeds out of a uh, brick Mexican weed because I'm from Texas. And uh, one of my brother's friends had uh, told us how to do it. Basically said, uh, soak them, put them in a paper towel. And then we had this thing where we would put it in a Ziploc bag and blow it full of air because we thought it had to get carbon dioxide. I don't know if that was like, a rumor back then on how you did it, uh, but it worked. We got tails and uh, planted them and we never, we never got anything successful. I mean, we got them up to about like, I think two feet was the highest I got one when I was 13. I was pretty proud of that. It was like, uh, would have been, I want to say 93, like right around when the Dr. Drake chronic album came out. And so it had a big ass weed leaf on the front. And so, you know, I at least had a two foot plant and I would show my friends and I was like, Hey, check this plant out Had a big ass leaf. And, uh, one day my mom actually said something. She found it. It was in her flower bed and she was like, Hey, there's a big ass pot plant and flower bed. And so it was about that time. I, I realized my mom actually knew what a weed plant looked like. <laughs> and, uh, so me and my brother ripped it up. And so fast forward, I did not, so I did that for several years, you know, like 13 to 15, 16, somewhere in there, and uh, never did anything successful. It was almost like every summer, you know, that'd be like my experiment. One time I went in the woods and I actually set up like a little bootleg drip system. I put a three liter bottle and I poked a hole in the top of the cap and I had it full of water and I put it in the sleeve of a t-shirt and hung it over a tree and had it so it would drip water and I had it set up in the woods and uh, of course I came back and that plant was gone but anyway so I was trying like MacGyver shit for a long time you know like that that was always like my dream in life was like to grow so um fast forward to when I'm about 28 you know I really I I ran off path though um for a long time I kind of got into a lot of really fucked up drugs I'm not gonna lie and that's where I lost my course and I ended up meeting my wife when I was about 28 and um, she, you know, we'd only been together for maybe six months or a year dating and um, 
she had told me about, uh, you know, one time she knew us do the groom mushrooms. And so I was like, and she told me, she was like, I know you could do that. And I was like, all right. And I got on the internet and I started, you know, reading and researching that. And so I did the uh, PF tech and I, I grew some mushrooms and that was the first thing I went from front, you know, start to finish. I just really engulfed myself. I was like all day on the internet, you know, reading about it for hours. And the first try was completely successful. And I think at that point I kind of had the confidence to where I was like, wow, I could, I could do anything I really put my mind to at that point. So, and I'm actually the first time I took the mushrooms, I, something about it, I just kept telling myself, think big, think big. I don't know why. It was like this thought in my head. And so right after that, it was like, I got this bug and I started growing more and more mushrooms. I had a pretty, uh, I just set up a little stand with like six tubs going within like a couple months. And uh, it was actually covering my rent and then some, and you know, I always had kind of low paying jobs. And at the first point I was like, wow, you can actually make a little, side income you know out of your house and um it got to a point where i had too many like literally i had a few pounds in my freezer none of my friends wanted it anymore <laughs> i'd already gotten through i just kept dropping the prices lower 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 until i was finally uh i let them go for bulk for way cheaper than they were worth just because i wanted to get rid of them and then at that point i realized what I, what I started doing is actually I was trading mushrooms to a weed dealer and I was finally like, wow, I can get all the weed I want now. And I was trading that constantly. I'd go trade him and he'd give me all the strains. And, uh, as I was always a major pothead, you know, and you don't eat shrooms every day. And, uh, then I just started thinking, I was like, well, why don't I just grow weed? And so then I kind of converted one room in my house into, uh, I bought a five by five tent. And uh, I actually bought two, I bought a bunch of books first. I actually read for about six months. I basically just made my mind up that, I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person I don't want to fail at anything I do. You know, if I put my mind to it, I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to invest my time and effort. So I actually read books for about six months. I got the uh, Cannabis Encyclopedia from uh, Jorge Cervantes. Um, I think I, I got a couple other books, um, random ones. And kind of just read uh, read those, hit the internets. I kind of trolled the forums, like the older stuff. Um, I, I never logged in or created an account or anything. I just kind of would go in and look at people's little personal little grows and stuff. And um, I bought a pack of uh, Northern Lights, actually, a bunch of uh, feminized Northern Lights. And I grew those because in that encyclopedia, they had three strains that he touched on that he said were like, his personal favorite and it was Northern Lights, skunk number one and um, haze. But the haze, he said like yielded like shit and um, flowered forever. And, you know, I was kind of thinking about, I was all about like what is going to, you know, bring back the most amount. But all I was thinking about is yield, you know, at that point I was just like yield, 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 you know, and it said this one's the quickest and yields the most. And I was like, all right, Northern Lights. And actually when I was 13, the first kind bud, we used to call it, uh, was Northern Lights, the actual first homegrown stuff I ever got. I got it, it was $20 a gram, and my buddy bought it from his guitar teacher. He was 16, and um, he sold me one. He bought an eighth for $60, and he sold me one gram for 20 bucks. So I've always kind of had this nostalgia for Northern Lights anyway, you know, because that was like the 
first high grade anything I tried. Um, so anyway, I did the Northern Lights. Um, I bought two, uh, I actually bought 2000 watt HPS uh, bulbs for that um, five by five, but then I cranked them down to 750 because I learned pretty quickly 2000 was a bit too much. And I, uh, I got over two pounds my first growth so i was like holy fucking shit you know and it was it was better than anything i'd ever gotten in texas and i'd gotten a lot of stuff from california and not talking crap about it it just when you um i gotten a lot of really good stuff really good stuff a lot of stuff that's not as good as i see these days uh outdoor i will put that it came from northern cali um i just feel like when you ship something long you know, you're just going to be the compression. It's going to be compacted. It's not the same as something that's super fresh right out the jar. that has been cured correctly, you know? So, um, yeah, I literally, I, the first sale I had was one gram <laughs> for, yeah, I had nobody, like I didn't even sell, but, and so I, I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to get rid of this? And then all two peas were gone within like a week, you know, minus what uh, was my personal. And I'd shut it down right after that. I was all super paranoid I was like, I just got to get through this one grow. As soon as I chop all this, I'm shutting the shit down, you know? And, uh, and then I shut it down for like maybe a month and the room was empty and I was like, well, fuck that. I'm cranking this shit back up. <laughs> you know, I was like, all it did was, I think it added maybe a 150 bucks on my electricity or something. Um, so, oh, and also my first, I will say this, my first, when I bought those seeds, I bought 25 Northern Light seeds. And I'm sure those overseas guys were like, who the fuck is buying 25 feminized Northern Light seeds? You know, why do you need that many? And it, because I was like, it's just the only thing you need, right? And but when I grew those, I learned right away, all, I ended up doing nine. Every single one was different. And that's when it was like the seed addiction fucking lit me up because I was like, okay, this isn't, I thought they were all going to be the same, but there was one in there that literally tasted like fucking pine cone. It like, if I could ever find that, you know, Northern lights again, that's the best one. It was the piney and none of the rest were piney. There was fruity. There was uh, some, that were like loose, more like sativa. -y. They were kind of fruity and they went like 77 days. There was one that went 56 days to put you to sleep. I found that the ones that went longer, um, were more sativa like the piney one actually yielded the best it went 70 days um, it was just like picture perfect what you would imagine you know like in you know just that nice looking cone of a, a pointed frosted had the smell it was just the best one and that's when I was just like I literally went back to the internet and just started going fucking crazy buying seeds because <laughs> I, and you know what? And I never circled back to those Northern lights. I still, to this day, I don't think I've even, uh, I've actually, so, uh, I've grown a couple of Northern lights. Uh, I gave some to a buddy and I still have 10 of them. I, uh, I gave five to a buddy though. He traded me for another pack from, uh, Oregon, uh, order organ breeders or something have you heard of them it's like organ breeders association some shit like that i can't remember he traded me a five pack and i grew those out and those were actually really nice but they were um they were similar but different there wasn't that piney there wasn't that piney pheno in there and i've heard later that the the piney one uh can be found in nl5 i think maybe i don't know but anyway i never circled pack because i think i just started then I just started chasing all the other stuff, you know, and I was just like, um, I started doing a lot of D I did some DNA stuff. 
uh, Reserva Pravada, um, uh, some of the C99, Apollo 11. Um, I kind of wanted to just do a little bit of everything. I went through a phase where I was just like, I wanted to look at as much stuff as possible because I always had the dream of wanting to be able to make my own crosses. And I figured you need to be able to see what you're looking at in each one. So that's when I kind of, you know, I did like a, a cheese, you know, I bought like a pack of cheese from big Buddha or something. And, um, I'd buy the blue cheese and then Apollo 11, C99, that type of stuff. A lot of the staples, you know, the stuff that was in the, cause it was like, I didn't, I didn't want to do crosses as much at first because I'd feel like you didn't, um, you don't know which parent you're looking at, you know? And then and I like it that I did it that way because you can kind of see what's in anything, you know, it kind of helps. And then I started going, uh, for a lot of American stuff at, at one point I kind of got ripped on overseas. Um, not really ripped per se. They, they mailed it, but the, um, it got lost and then they uh, remailed it and then that one got lost. And then they kind of told me that that's all they do was like one reship. And I was a little upset. And um, at that point, one of my buddies was like, Hey, you can get them in the U S now. Cause I think I'd been going for a few years at that point, probably four or five years. And so maybe this was four or five years ago. And um, he told me about great like genetics. Uh, that was the first one that I did in the U S and it was kind of like you sent, I sent my cash in the mail, got something back real fast. And I was like, okay. And I was done with the overseas at that point. I just, once I realized there was guys in the U S I was like, yeah, no, I'm not losing, I'm not yeah. losing my shit to customs. And plus you lose something to customs. I don't care who you are. You're going to get a little paranoid for a little bit, you know, nothing ever happened, but whatever. I I'm never not, even got a letter. Got a letter in the mail before. <laughs> yeah. I never even got that much. I just, you know, they just disappeared and it was in, uh, tracking and just disappeared for like six weeks. It was always Chicago. Chicago got me <laughs> multiple times. Uh, all the other ones I went through. But anyway, um, yeah, so then I did the U.S. thing. Um, and then I, at that point, I think I went to some forums, actually. You know what? I did. That was when I, around when I joined my first forum. I bought something from Great Lake Genetics, and then I got something from uh, – it was Surefire Seeds. And it was some, uh, like some cheese, uh, he had like a cheese cross. Uh, what did he do? It was a Casey Jones clone that he had, I guess is something over there. I can't remember the whole genetics on it, but he had reversed that and done some stuff. Then I bought the seeds and I would go to seed finder it was kind of always my, it still is. I still like seed finder for going to genetics. You know, if you really want to see the kind of the backbone they're you know, way better than leafly, you know, I get all kinds of, bull crap on leafly but anyway i went there and it said that the owner of surefire seeds ran a forum and so i was like well maybe i'll join that and ask them about this these genetics and so i kind of joined it and they were overseas and so that made me feel kind of um safer i guess you know and i was kind of joining and then that's when i started meeting people online i guess i'd say was around that point and um before then, I never even logged on once to a forum. I trolled them for years, though, like Grass City, uh, THC Farmer. Um, uh, what's the other big one? I can't remember that. Uh, I can't well, remember you, this other one. IC Mag? Yeah, IC Mag. That's the one. Yeah, IC Mag. Yeah, 
that's the one that's still that one's kind of hard for me to navigate on though <laughs> but it, yeah but um, sometimes i don't really i've never i was never really on the forums so yeah but anyway so um once i joined the forums though i guess is when i kind of started trading some clones with people um and acquiring stuff, I started realizing like, holy shit, you can just get a fucking cut in the mail, you know, cause there was always being, you know, I'm from, I'm in Texas. So, you know, I didn't ever have access to anything. It was kind of always by seeds. It was like, if I want to fucking chase the latest things, you know, like I went and bought, started buying a bunch of thug pug gear, you know, I uh, did the pugs breath. Cause I was like, well, I want to look at the window breath, you know, um, did a lot of the OG the rare dankness, you know, I just, basically I was always chasing the hype in seed form per se. And then, um, I guess maybe a few years ago, I found some people that, you know, I was able to get some good cuts from, but I don't have a ton that, that I work for with. I still like popping beans all the time. I think that's fun to kind of do your own searches. Um, but, uh, anyway, that's just a pretty little backlog on me, I guess. Yeah. So uh, what kind of growing methods do you use? Do you start out doing like bottle nutrients or like what, what are you doing now? I, every, all I do is soil. I've never done anything but soil. I've, I've thought about hydro, I guess, but the, um, I just never tried it really. You know, it just kind of never really appealed to me. I started with soil and just always stayed with that. Um, right now I do use bottled nutrients i've done building you know i've built out soil i've tried um high bricks um and i do like those methods the reason i don't do them right now is because of uh just the spot i am it's kind of a big pain in the ass to i don't have a big legal grow per se so for me to dump a bunch of soil i can't just mix a tarp up in my backyard and dump the amount of soil that i really need to be mixing you know, if I would need four 50 gallon bins stacked up, you know, of soil cooking, it's just too much. I literally have one kitchen. that's not, uh, it's my one spot that's not trapped out. <laughs> so it's like, I, I kind of mixed up the soil one time there and it's like my, I kind of, I like to keep the kitchen and the living room looking like a normal house because I am not doing it completely legal and everything is in the bedroom. So right, right now, um, I do just use bottled nutrients and soil. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, I thought we'd start talking about some of the strains that you, you've come out with. Um, I'd like to start with the Bob tank since I've grown that out and I, I really liked it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that one, uh, that would, that would say it would be definitely the thing I've worked the most. Um, I've, been making seeds for you know about four years now um first time actually first couple times like a lot of people was accidents <laughs> and uh but anyway the bob tang i actually was purposeful and that one i started with a uh 10 pack of oni noodles uh bop gun it was a dosi do cross to papaya and when i bought that one um it was kind of on a whim. I just, I had really seen Oni noodles come up and I kind of, I'm like one of those guys that like, I want to buy a pack of everything from everybody. 
<laughs> you know, and just see what everybody's about. And especially if you got feminized gear, I ain't gonna lie. I like fucking fems. They're easy for me. Um, I can just pop 10 of them and I don't have to worry about separating them out. And I, I like to look at nine or 10 females, you know, on a hunt. I feel like that's a good number. You know, I've, I've looked at nine and nine, number nine is the keeper. You know, I just did 16 of my boxes and number six. So I was like, you know, so it's always like more and more is better. But anyway, so I did those and um, I think I, I honestly bought that one because that was my first Dosey Doe cross. And so I wanted to try something with Dosey Doe and uh, basically that papaya. He had done a, a big papaya line. So I ran them and they all, all 10 of them, like literally just threw down some of the biggest colas i'd seen in a hot minute and especially anything cross to anything girl scout cookie and og like every one of them was like the size of my arm you know just stacked from top to bottom um the and then they were i mean super potent super frosty the only uh thing i did i thought it was a little bit lacking is they were kind of had a, a, a hint of a fruit but they not really they're kind of like a real light light like tropical kind of scent per se um it was like they almost didn't go hard enough in either direction you know but the yield and i gave them to people and the, i mean there was there was people around here that were just like oh my god this is the was there it just was missing a, a a touch on the flavor i thought and the number i ended up keeping the number two and it had a light uh lemon flavor and I just was thinking in my head, I'd actually, uh, one of my buddies had been saying that basically anything that was crossed with tangy, they were doing the lab reports and it had like super high percentages on terpenes, you know, not really specific in one way or the other, but it was definitely cranking that part up. And so I was just like, you know what? I think that something orange, uh, if I could find a good tangy male hit to this number two, which already had a light citrus, I felt like it could just pair up. And so I bought a pack of uh, Crocus Tangy, uh, popped the whole pack. I searched through and I had five males. Uh, I ended up with five males, six females, um, two like kind of runted plants that I just killed. Um, I usually just kill a lot of runts, if, especially if I'm if I'm looking for something to breed with, I don't really want um, something that's going to pass that on. I'd rather have a big, I found you can find a big health, strong, healthy plant that has the traits you want that you shouldn't have to keep the runs, you know, unless the run is just that amazing, you know, I mean, like an OG KB or something, you know, could be counted as something definitely to keep. But anyway, um, so I've, I went through and it was actually the number five, I remember it was a male um, basically just had the most stink to it. You know, it was kind of hard. I was having trouble um, choosing. I was just like, shit, they look so similar and they had a similar structure. Um, this one was a little uh, squatter, uh, thicker branching. And what I ended up doing, I know this sounds weird, is I ended up cutting the branches and actually <laughs> putting the branch like, right up to my nostril when it was slit you know almost a little bit in and smelling and just seeing which one had the strongest smell and there was the number five had the most smell and to test it i ran it past uh my buddy who happened to be right there and i was like i picked him up he was in the other room and i said 
hey, tell it here, smell this one. And then he's like, all right, I said, smell this one. And he was like, whoa, that one fucking stinks. And I was like, okay, cool. It's not just me. And that was how it was picked. I know, super scientific. <laughs> and uh, so um, all I basically I had a two-by-two two tent and that I bought for 50 bucks. I put a $50 light on it. And I, I had that in one corner just to make little initial crosses, you know, just playing around. And uh, I ended up getting about a hundred and something seed. I think 120 seeds out of that. I still have like 50 of them actually from the uh, initial cross. I gave uh, a few packs of the regs out to some of my buddies. I don't think anybody ever even grew to tell you the truth. Uh, everybody I gave them to, I gave them like 10, 12 packs and no one grew them. And that's when I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make some damn films because it seems like people would be more likely to pop them. Well, actually I, I grew them out first. I didn't know what to expect. But then once I got them, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to make a feminized version. So I popped 24 and I ended up uh, narrowing it down to 16 really good looking ones. And then from there, I narrowed it down. Uh, I found six uh, nice females. And I flowered those all out. And I, I ended up with a number two and a number three. And the number two um, was more of a kind of a, the lighter kind of tropical blend. It reminded me a lot of the number two Bop Gun Mall, actually. It was the most like that one except it was slightly uh, slightly frostier. It had a little more bag appeal and uh, it more of a tropical flavor, not the lemon. And then there was a number three, and that one was just insane. Like it was, I mean, it was frostier than uh, any of the tangies, and it was frostier than any of the bobguns. Like it was clearly a better plant than both of them. And that's why I was just like, holy shit, okay, I made something better than both of these, in my opinion, you know, and um, – and then there was a number, and that one uh, was like straight tangerine, orange oil. Um, then there was a number four also that was the same. It was very, um, that one was very orange. It was like an orange creamsicle, but the leaves didn't turn to like a dark black. Uh, the leaves didn't darken up in flower, where the number three, they turned dark. And that was honestly about the main difference. The number three kind of had more of a dosy look. And it was the only one that really had turned dark in flower. I just, I honestly just liked the look of it better. And so I only kept those two. Now the number one, um, the number one was like the number two, except I didn't really like that one too much. Um, it was like a big tropical one, but it had, it was kind of bland in my opinion. It, uh, it was more like the bop gun. Um, the number five was like a, it, that one was weird. It had like a bubble gum almost kind of smell and kind of a great bubble gum. I have no idea where that one came from. And then the number six was like a kind of blandish Afghani. So there was actually, you know, three of them out of those six. I honestly didn't even care for that much. The number one, five and six. Um, I did like, I like the two, three and four. And so then I ended up reversing the number two, hit it to the three and then all those seeds, I found it, the number five and six pheno never came back. It totally took them out, which was nice because I didn't like those. But um, and then the number one pretty much don't see either. It just went to the the two and the three as far as flavors. But then the 
the growth could be because um, the five and the six were actually short of the squat. And so sometimes there is a short pheno, but it might taste like oranges this time. So it was weird, but it was actually kind of cool because that was my first time um, taking something and then trying to do like a little in-cross of it and seeing what I get. So it was kind of an experiment. And, uh, but at the same time, I lost the number four pheno, which was like a, a green pheno that was like orange creamsicles. So it was a learning experience that you definitely, when you hit something in cross, there's stuff to be gained and stuff to be lost. So it's always something to remember, you know, when people are talking about using multiple males or multiple females, uh, I definitely learned that. So it could be good or bad. But anyway, that's, uh, that's all I've, that's pretty much what I've done with that. And then also I took the, um, the first time, uh, I actually like the number three better, but it's like, you just broke strong up citrusy flavor. Sorry. I was saying I like the number three better. Um, but the thing is I've noticed a lot of times when you, uh, citrus crossed, uh, strains, orange can just take over everything. Like if you look at tangy, for instance, if you cross tangy to something, there's a high probability there's going to be a lot of orange flavored phenols in there. You know, if not everything, you know, is going to have an end of orange. And I don't want orange in everything. And so the number two actually has zero citrus. It's more of like a lighter tropical, but it has the, the build, the, the structure, um, the stacking. And so... I thought it would be a better pairing for uh, mothers that I have in my collection. And so the, when I initially made the feminized um, Bob Tang, I hit the number two to a black cherry punch uh, cut I had from in-house genetics. It was like a very strong uh, cherry. I think, didn't you grow that one out too? The black cherry Bob? Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew out. I think you gave me two seeds and I, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was throwing it cause I only had a, a few hundred of those. And so I was giving out two with the Bob Tang. Yeah. I, I did honestly didn't even know what to expect until we got them. And I haven't seen any citrus in any phoenix on those. No, I, I, so out of the two that I grew out, one was like completely bland. It was weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then, no, that's probably a number two. And see, that's the thing. That's the only problem I found with using that number two is you get some bland phenos randomly and stuff, you know, yeah, but the other one had definitely had the black cherry, uh, had a pretty good yield. I gotta, I want to run it again under a little better. Yeah, yeah, really for like sure. That. So, and, and that's when I, yeah. So after I initially got all, uh, grew those out, and I was like, holy shit, there was phenos that were just like the mom. I mean, um, they looked different, but they had the smell the, the of the black cherry punch. That's when I was just like, well, let me try this again. You know, go back to the same watering hole, if you will. So I reversed the two and I hit it to the uh, Gorilla Glue four. I hit it to my mimosa and then I hit it to the dosi dose. Um, and basically it was the same thing again. It was um, like, I mean, the, I call it the Bopmosa and it's across the mimosa. I mean, every, all those plants, there's, there's no um, orange phenos in it. It's just really not because the mimosa cut I have, is more of like a, a tropical pineapple kind of thing. It's really not orange, you know, despite the name. Um, I But my buddy said he had a mimosa that was orange. So I don't know. I'm sure there's different phenos. Um, 
and so it was the same thing uh to the 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 gorilla glue four um there's some of those gorilla bops that i swear smell exactly like gorilla glue i mean i i i just grew out uh six of them i think i have uh i think i have 13 or 14 more of them in flower because like once i grew out the first six i was like holy shit i mean they grew into some beasts and were like yielding and there were i mean they just had just pure gas <laughs> like gorilla glue i was like holy crap this the bop number the that bop number two the tropical you know i haven't tried breeding with the three yet but the number two literally it can go any direction you know it's like i can take it to a fruit because it has the you know tangy and the papaya in it and then it can play on those notes but it also has dosey dose in it so it's like if you hit it to um, an OG or something, you can pull that out, you know, so it's, it's good for that aspect, you know, um, I, I think I'm probably going to do, there's a couple more cuts I've acquired that I want to hit it to that I think would be fun. And, uh, then I'm probably going to retire it, go to some, you know, different directions. I think I've hit that watering hole enough, but, um, I'll definitely keep it around as it was fun. Nice. So what are some other stuff that you're currently working on? Um, so right now I'm just kind of hunting. Uh, I want to do more feminized stuff for sure. You know, so I've, I've kind of just, uh, I'm going to try my hand at, you know, some random S ones and, um, just doing feminized stuff. And it's not, uh, some of the stuff I'm doing, there's not, you know, necessarily how it's just kind of something to, to fill my time at the moment. Cause I've got one, uh, I've got a five by five tent that I constantly run, uh, 15 clones in as a perpetual. And so each round, you know, I kind of look at it as I can take one of them, reverse it, hit it to the other, hit it to three plants, make some, you know, make some more beans. And then I have, um, three more four by fours that I run. And so I like to be able to supply myself with feminine seeds and it, it kind of, it scratches the itch of me constantly wanting to buy them. And also it's cheaper, you know, I'm kind of some, some of these people have gotten crazy with these prices on the, That's on the feminine. I'm sorry. I'm just not paying two fifty a pack. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know? So like my, my cap out was a hundred, like a hundred for 10, you know, $10 a bean, and that price has disappeared. And so that's when I just started saying, fuck it, I'm doing it myself, <laughs> you know? And I found that a lot of stuff I, I make is just as good. So I, I'm sticking with it. And uh, some of the S1 stuff that I'm really just doing for myself, you know, that's the main, I'm the main person I make these for, you know? And if there's something left over, I like to give them to people at a decent price so that they're not getting hit in the head with the machete. <laughs> you know, and, and then it, it helps pay for the space that I lost and then I get to get free seats and it's all fun. You know, I'm not really looking to get rich at this moment and, or I'll, you know, use them for trades and such. So. Yeah. That's not, that's mostly what I've been doing with them is just trading. That's probably the, the best part. That's part I like the most right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, like dude, I've been trading people for like glass, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, yeah. shit, man. Like, you know, <laughs> keep it in the community. You know, that's the way I look at it. You know, and trade your work for someone else's work. You know, how good is that? You know, it, it's like you get to feel like you're going out and shopping, but you're not having to spend your hard-earned money per se. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um. 
but uh yeah so i think i'm gonna do some like s1s right now i'm gonna try to hit this gorilla before and i'm just doing that just for the simple purpose of i really liked how the gorilla bobs came out and i was like so i want to see how the gg4 and i want to try i've made a lot of free stuff so i was like you know what i want to make some really danky stuff i like the fruity stuff for um uh, extracts like rosin and such that's honestly my main way i you know, fucking ingest, um, medicate these days, but I do like smoking flour. And when I smoke flour, I don't like the fruity stuff as much. I actually prefer like OGs and, uh, GMO, you know, I want that really strong flavored, rich flavored stuff that, cause I, I only smoke joints for the most part. So I want to be able to put it out, come back later and it still has flavor. Yeah. So that's kind of, so that's where I'm going with my next line of stuff. I was like, you know what? I've made my rosin and stuff. I'm going to make my flower stuff now. And um, and part of that is just because I want to back up all my clones. So I'm going to be making S1s with a lot of the stuff I have just for the simple purpose of I can put my um, seeds in my freezer for 20 years. You know, a clone I could lose. And I've, I personally have experienced clones dudding out. You know, um, my Pug's Breath clone uh, – was amazing and it just started i kept it for about three years and it started just getting it just didn't look the same you know and a lot of it was my fault um my environment i don't think was right when i first um transitioned from just doing one room to just saying okay like at one point i was just like um i went and got a whole house and at that point is like transitioning from just do, like when I did a room, everything came out perfect. When I did the house, it was all of a sudden like, holy shit, it's 90 freaking percent humidity in here. And it's a hundred and something degrees. And I turned this house into Africa. What have I done? And it's like, I didn't know what kind of ACs and it's like calling homeboys. I'm like, we got to change breakers and put holes in walls to start venting this shit. And, you know, so it's like stuff was pretty jacked up for a minute. and. Um, I don't think my environment was good. And that's when I discovered who the hardy ass bitches were though. Like the, the ones that survived that line of coaling were like my fucking ride or die clones at that point. So everybody that stayed at that stayed through that and uh, are my ride or die bitches. <laughs> and so there was a coaling and my pug's breath took a fucking bullet. Uh, the, there's some, uh, actually some good ones, man. There were some, some really names they just didn't survive that shitty environment and um but you know what we're, we're we're good to go right now though so that's all that matters summertime's coming and my temps are good and venting in my ceiling <laughs> so that's all that matters so yeah i wanted to ask you did you ever grow any of those veggie seeds i sent you yet um you know i actually haven't gotten to that um and the only reason is I just didn't get to it this year. Um, I I wanted to set up a garden in my backyard, and, man, I just haven't gotten to it. Um, I need to, though. Yeah. When you do, like, yeah, I've grown veggies one time, man. I did them out. And the only, this is the thing. The one year, and this, and so, actually, I need to ask you about this now that I got you online. Uh, the one year I did a veggie garden was the one year I got spider mites in my house. Do you think there's a chance that's connected uh possibly but i i don't know it's that one's i can't, I can't say for sure i mean i 
I mean, I'm back and forth all over the place and I've never mm. had, I've never had a problem with spider mites. So you're also, okay. Cause that's the only thing I was afraid of now. So, so yeah, cause I mean, I was, I was going to do the veggies at my house house that I live at anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't grow anything in my house uh, that I live at just for the simple fact. Um, I'm married with two kids and backstory on me, my, uh, not to, I'm one trying to get in this, but my wife, um, she has cancer. And so that was part of the reason too. I kind of went transition to the whole thing is I was trying to figure out a way to be able to spend more time with my family. And, uh, the way I, I had some money in savings and my wife, uh, she was actually pregnant when she got diagnosed. And so they induced labor. She was like 36 weeks pregnant, I think. So they induced labor and then she started chemo and we had a newborn baby all at the same time. And and I had a two year old son and I was working full time and, um, I had to quit my job because I was like, there's no way my wife is sick. She can't take care of a newborn. She can't, you know, um, I can't work anymore. And so at that point, I was just, I had some money in savings and I was like, fuck it, I'm just not going to work. And so I went and I, um, I went and got a house. I, I knew a dude that I use a landlord. He's cool. He was cool with what I was doing. Um, so that part, at least I'm good on. Um, and so basically that's how I kind of got into doing it full time, you know, and it allowed me to move into a bigger house which is nice so now i just got a bigger house that i pay for that my family lives at and i don't grow at so but it's a circle back so i was going to put the veggie garden at my house house to live at and one year though because i i did forever before that before what i'm talking about or a few years ago i always just grew in one room and then that's when i transitioned to okay i'm going to do this full time and try to make a living at it you know i always made just side money um I grew a bunch of veggies on the side of my house. And then that, that year I grew jalapenos, uh, serranos, um, bell peppers, uh, cucumbers, but they never came out. I think it was too dang hot probably. Um, and, you got, you got perfect pepper weather, man. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. 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 The peppers count good. The, not the really hot ones though. I tried the Trinidad, uh, scorpion, and the um habaneros and for some reason i couldn't get those to flower for me i think i had them in too hot of weather or something or too hot like the the flowers uh weren't forming uh, okay yeah. but anyway the jalapenos and the bell peppers were i mean they grew like nothing and then the anaheim but anyway circle back that year you know i wasn't really changing my clothes up. i would just go outside work and then i'd come in I got spider mites for the only time ever. And I just literally, I went on a killing spree and um, I got neem oil and I dipped everything, all my clones. And I actually ended up uh, frying most of them because I put them back in the, under the lights too quick, I guess. And, but they, they survived just a tiny bit and I was able to re-veg them all back. And when they came back, there was no mites. I mean, there was nothing for them to even live on. I mean, I freaking, it was like scorched earth what I'd done to those plants. Uh, and so I've always been just a little bit scared, I guess, of doing um, veggies again. And I was gonna, I was gonna do them at my house this year, though. I just didn't get around to, to uh, building the garden because so I'm still renting. I was kind of like, I don't want to dedicate too much, you know, just like tearing up a backyard or something. And then 
I have to leave it. But I was going to try it in pots. I don't know. Is it too late to do it? You you should be good. Like, your growing season's pretty long, so you could still even do some stuff in pots, man. You probably do. I'll just do it right now then. Yeah. All right. I'll go ahead and pop them. Which one should I do, you think? I, 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 think... I remember what exactly. You, you gave me the, the jalapenos, uh, market more cucumbers, the flint rock corn. I think it was called. Is that right? Flint rock. Or something? Oh, the yeah, the flint corn. Yeah, yeah. The flint corn, and then I want to say a Thai chili of sorts. Oh, okay, I give you the Thai. Yeah, do the Thai chilies and the jalapenos. Definitely, you can do those in containers. Cucumbers too. Okay. We got a spot that's a little like, you know, gets some shade during like the, you know, hottest part of the day. You could do those in a pot. And just mm-hmm. you know, put some. Here, can you see right now? I got the, I got this porch right here. It's kind of shaded. Yeah, yeah. Try that out. You just got to have something you can grow up the, the cucumbers like on the railing or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. My cucumbers didn't come out. That was the main one that I, I ended up with the long vine. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try some though. Cause yeah, my wife was just telling me and I've, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get, uh, talking her into getting a little greenhouse in the backyard. I don't know. Just, I've been seeing them on Amazon. Have you ever tried any of those? Not the ones on Amazon. Um, okay. I They're usually like crackers. actually build something out or you know have a proper greenhouse but you know you could even do a couple of hoops and just some plastic over it and throw some okay stuff under well i really it's kind of shady part is part of the main reason i wanted i wanted to throw some vegetables in and then be able to uh veg out a lot of my cuts during the Guess during the summer yeah grab and then, for down there and then uh, and not flower them out or anything but just be able to uh breathe reinvigorate them take cuts off of them and then run them back to the house yeah but uh well shit yeah i'm gonna pop some though yeah nice so i'm gonna wrap this up but i got some quick questions for you um yeah go ahead so first off what's what is your what was your favorite strain to grow ah man favorite to grow Um, man, I, you know, some of my, I don't know the, I'm not going to say an exact one, but I'm going to say some of my favorites were always, uh, like OG crosses for some reason. Uh, so yeah, random I like, you know, probably dosey dose. I like that one a lot uh, to grow. Um, a lot of the cookie crosses, and um, they're not even my favorite weed. But if you want to just say, like, my favorite stuff to grow, I would say a lot of that OG and cookie stuff. And part of the reason is is uh, they just look so damn amazing. <laughs> you know, like, if you really just want to see, like, something that's just kind of, like, blows your mind where you're kind of like wow how the hell did they get this this weed to look like that (laughs) you know so yeah probably some of that stuff you know um has really blown my mind the gmo i like the gmo a lot that one's fun i've only and i've only uh actually gotten a chance to completely flower that one out twice now um but yeah that's a nice one because it i mean it has that look and the i mean just stank on it <laughs> nice. yeah uh so 
What's your favorite to smoke? Um, again, I like, uh, OG type stuff. Um, anything with OG in it usually is pretty good. Um, I had a Fino of, uh, rare dankness. Uh, it was called Pamelina. It was a, uh, their, uh, rare dankness number two crossed a girl style cookie that that one was probably that one was my favorite for a long time and um i lost that one then the crazy crazy well i didn't lose it it dudded out like when i told you when my shit just went crazy and my environment was bad that one just never would look the same i mean it, you would grow it out and it was like the uh i would flower it out and then it would start the bottom nugs would kind of just start turning brown and almost wilting up. It was weird. I don't know. It got some sort of like pathogen or disease or something. And I just, I just got rid of it because I was afraid it would infect my other plants or something. And it just, it wouldn't put out and didn't look, look the same, but that one was definitely one of my favorites for a long time. Nice. It, it, that one had a, uh, if I had to describe the flavor too, just to touch on it, it was, it was like a coffee, and like a pine kind of mixed almost, you know, like if I would think of one that really had a, a coffee kind of smell, it was just a very, it was a mixture. It was a, you just a mix of a lot of smells and it, but just had a really strong body uh, thing. And like I said, I, I like to do a lot of uh, smoke, a lot of joints. And so usually that's kind of what I go for something that's just when you smell it, you're just like, Whoa, oh, that shit stinks. <laughs> you know, that's kind of my favorite. Nice. All right, so uh, what's your favorite tool or piece of equipment? What's that? What's your favorite tool or piece of equipment in your grow? Ah, uh, shit. Fucking duct tape. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I am a, uh, I am not a handyman by any source whatsoever. I'm a freaking MacGyver. I consider myself an artist. And so I, I'm not confined to tools, you know, I'm more of a designer. <laughs> and so like I can, uh, man, you give me some bamboo rods. I got a grow light right now that doesn't move because of bamboo and duct tape. <laughs> I've got it all, all rigged up, you know, it's a, a led that spins, but yeah, duct tape for sure. I always say if this shit ever turns legal, I want duct tape to be my first sponsor. <laughs> I'm fucking sponsored by duct tape. If y'all are listening, duct tape, holler at me. <laughs> fucking, I got pictures for years, backlogs. <laughs> all right um so uh last question well what's one word of advice or wisdom that you want to give all the growers and farmers out there i have one word i would just well it'd be a few words um oh, yeah. <laughs> I, one is just uh always try your hardest you know do your best no matter what and i kind of believe that with anything in life you know, it's, I've read that in a good book, The Four Agreements. I don't know if you ever read that one. What's that? The Four Agreements. You ever heard of that book? No, I haven't. It's good, no, it's a pretty good little book. But anyway, there's a part in there. There's like these four agreements, and one of them is do your best. And I and it's, I feel like if you just do that, like, see me, I never, I didn't do my best my whole life. And uh, for that reason, I didn't make it past high school, you know, and um flunked in ninth grade three times <laughs> and it, I just hated fucking school man and it wasn't that I couldn't do it is because I didn't try and honestly I'm not upset because I, I love my life now so I'm not upset at how it turned out but um 
getting off course here. But I guess what I finally learned was, though, even if when I got later, because I, I beat myself up for so long, I thought I ruined my life because I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have this education. I should have gone to college. I'm never going to be successful. And then what I realized was it doesn't matter what job you have in life, man. If you just try your hardest, you, you will move up the chain. Like you literally, you know, you go to a restaurant. If you're going to be a dishwasher, just go in there, work your ass off and see how quick you're not going to get, they're going to ask you to do something else, you know? And that's what I started figuring out is that just try your hardest and work hard, you know? And uh, if you do that, you'll really be successful at anything you do in life. And so I would say just do your best, you know, and it's always shown to me every time I grow, like if I'm like, it's day 21 and I know I need to go, uh, take some leaves out and stake everything. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna let that go another week or something or stuff that I put off that, you know, it's usually in my routine. It always shows in the end, you know, I'll be like, damn, this yield wasn't quite as good this time. Or, you know what, my environment was a little off and I let it go because I didn't go do what was necessary to get everything fixed, you know, uh, it always shows up. You're always going to see it at the end. I mean, it, it, you got to go 60 days of perfection and flower and, you know, uh, and veg, you want to look perfect before that. So I'd say just try your best. And uh, the other one I would say is don't give up. You know, the um, there's been several times, you know, I've literally wanted to just throw it all in. You know, when I, when I was talking about when I first blasted out of house, dude, I wanted to quit so bad. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to quit. I'm going back to work. <laughs> and because uh, that first year, man, I went through the summer because I literally I started when I was supposed to get my first batch was during the summer. And I went through months of just hell. And um, problem was I couldn't. I For one, I, like I said, I'm not a handyman. So I couldn't fix my breakers. If I put in any more electricity, I was popping breakers. So I couldn't get the new AC and the dehumidifier I, I needed in there regardless because i couldn't do any more electricity um so i just went through a whole summer and i literally wanted to give up um I, and i was just like i can't give up now i know i can get this going i pushed through to the summer i like had i grew a bunch my stuff wasn't as good i had to discount my price um made it through to the winter but again and i I had I got one of my buddies that I'd actually met online uh and uh he's on Instagram too and he's in Texas and I hit him up like I traditionally you know you can't really trust people in this fucking game you know and I just I took a chance I trusted this dude and uh he came out and switched my breakers for me helped me put in a new AC put in a dehumidifier we got everything in, in line and I can say now I'm not rich or anything but uh I'm definitely doing just fine. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely glad I didn't quit. You know, like, yeah, there's still the risk factor, but, um, you know, I'm having fun. You know, I'm, I'm not worrying about my bills, and I'm doing better than I was when I was fucking flipping burgers. So, I mean, I'm glad I didn't quit. I'll put it that way. All right, man. Well, you want to drop your plugs where, to, where you can, everyone can find you, maybe get your seeds. Yeah, just yeah. Check me out at uh, Kitchen Hawk Creations um, at Kitchen Hawk Creations on Instagram, and uh, yeah, I've got some new stuff coming. Uh, just kind of moving slow right now, but uh, definitely going to be 
cranking some stuff out going forward. Thanks. All right, man. I'm going to stop recording. Well, that's it for this episode. I'd like to thank Kitchen Hawk for coming on. I'd also like to thank my buddy Bezmir for making this beat. You can find him on Instagram at bez to the mirror. That's B E S number two T H E M I R. You can find me Focus on Instagram at Focus Seeds, or check out my website focusseeds.com. You can also send me an email at focusseeds at protonmail.com. Happy growing! Peace.